This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at AFSP.org slash talkawaythedark. Good morning. It is Thursday. I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. Yesterday, we got some major updates and a lot more details about the murder of Ariana Preston, the off-duty police officer I've been talking about. My colleague Patrick Smith went to a press conference yesterday where the interim police superintendent, Eric Carter, announced that four teenagers are being charged with the murder. Pat is reporting that authorities say they range in age from 16 to 19, and they were in the middle of a robbery spree when they came upon Preston around 1.30 Saturday morning. She was getting out of her car after finishing a police shift when three of the teens allegedly jumped out of a stolen vehicle and started running toward her. An offender fired at Officer Preston, who returned fire. That's Superintendent Carter. The offenders continued to shoot Officer Preston. An offender stole Officer Preston's weapon before all offenders fled the scene in a stolen vehicle. The Chicago Sun-Times is reporting on how these teenagers were found out, and apparently it was through a phone call. Prosecutors are saying that 16-year-old Jalen Frazier was on the phone with his friend bragging about the killing. The friend ended up going to the police and calling Frazier in front of detectives. He put the call on speakerphone so they could hear Frazier bragging even more, talking about details that had not yet been released to the public. This was a major key in helping authorities crack the case. Prosecutors say the teens took Preston's gun and sold it after the shooting. In addition to the murder charge, the four teenagers are also facing multiple felonies, including armed robbery and possession of a stolen vehicle. They're currently being held in jail without bond until their case goes to trial. We've been talking about the new Community Commission for Public Safety and Accountability on the show and how they're searching for a new superintendent for the Chicago Police Department. Well, last night, about 100 people gathered on the southwest side to share their thoughts on who that person should be. The forum was hosted by the commission at Kennedy High School in the Garfield Ridge neighborhood. The front of the school was blanketed with signs reading, We Support Our Police. Patrick Smith was also there, and he says that residents at the forum were pretty united on what they wanted. For one, J.J. Moledecki said the next superintendent needs to care about officer mental health. Any of us that would work 22 days straight for 12 hours a day, we would all be frazzled. John Kurtovich said the city needs a leader who will empower police officers to be more aggressive. Take the cuffs off our officers. And almost everybody said the next superintendent needs to come from within the ranks of CPD. In the last few years, COVID-19 is not the only health emergency that's wreaking havoc on people's pockets. There's the monkeypox flare-up, and as I mentioned yesterday, it is still flaring. Folks are accessing mental health services at unprecedented rates as well, and that's just me naming a few. Basically, medical debt is crushing people across the U.S., including Cook County. So the county is erasing nearly $80 million in medical debt for residents. And my colleague Kristen Schorsch is reporting that there's more to come. So far, more than 70,000 people will have their debt forgiven. And the goal eventually is to erase up to $1 billion of debt. The county is partnering with the nonprofit RIP Medical Debt to do this. Allison Sesso is the CEO. 
we take the pricing that's available through the for-profit debt market, and we take $1 and we leave as much as $100 of medical debt or more at times. Hospitals will need to sell their patients' debt to RIP. Patients cannot apply. Of Cook County residents whose medical debt is being wiped out, nearly 60% earn up to only $25,000 a year. They mostly live on the south and west sides and in the west suburbs. And now for a few quick hits. NASCAR officials have made a few tweaks to their plan for the inaugural street race in Chicago. It's happening July 1st and 2nd in and around Grant Park. And after a recent community meeting with residents who live near the downtown track, NASCAR says it plans to limit car noise, keep access to the lakefront trail open to pedestrians, and mandate that specific areas of green space be off limits to NASCAR events and activities. And the Chicago Transit Authority approved a five-year contract for the U-Pass program. It's a discounted fare card for university, college, and other higher learning certificate schools in the region. Under the agreement, the program will now extend to full and part-time students at participating schools. The terms were amended to address pandemic-related changes to enrollment trends at colleges and universities. And in light of that guilty verdict in the ComEd trial last week, former Governor Pat Quinn called on current Governor J.B. Pritzker and legislative leaders to enact a series of ethics reforms to prevent this type of corruption. Governor J.B. Pritzker says he would be in favor of that, but he's not floating any particular changes. Pritzker says he's aware of Quinn's demands, but he noted lawmakers can take up whatever they want to now. Pritzker also said existing criminal laws were effective enough to result in last week's convictions. As for the weather, it is gorgeous out today, mostly sunny with a high in the upper 70s. If you don't have any outside plans today, maybe change that because it's looking like rain tomorrow. And that's it for today on The Rundown. I'm Erin Allen. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow morning.